Welcome to Flicks, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 103, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Blacker Clansman, Spike Lee's latest film, and of course, as white people going to watch a Spike Lee film, I'm sure we're going to feel pretty proud of our race by the end of it. White people are great. It's 2018, and the KKK is a distant memory in the sordid annals of the USA. Racial harmony pervades, and people are mature and open-minded enough to accept that people are different, and different is good. No, wait, sorry, I've done... Um, something come, uh, that's it. Racism is thriving in the USA, with pro-white groups becoming stronger than ever, emboldened by a president that lets them know a couple of times a month that ignorance, fear-mongering, and demonization of other races is so cool, even the most powerful man in the country does it. In the midst of that wave of sentiment comes Spike Lee, a man whose career has been centred on probing the divides between black and white America, but who hasn't had a big hit since 2006's Inside Man. With this film, he adapts the 2014 memoir of same name, written by African-American former policeman Ron Stallworth about his time in the 1970s posing as a white man over the phone to infiltrate the KKK. It's a story so kooky, it just has to be true. Is this a return to form for Spike Lee, or just another mediocre film with an awesome title? To help me work this out, we're privileged here today to have someone who has done the homework and read the source material om jesus tiffany b hello how are you tiffany i'm well thank you you have read the aforementioned memoir black klansman indeed um so your insight into this will be invaluable happy to help what did you think of the film in spoiler free terms in spoiler-free terms, I thought it was a very good film. Oh, very good. You lent into that very horde. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a very good film. I thought it um, it deviated from the book quite a lot, which I think was an important thing for it okay. to be entertaining. Interesting. So you didn't you didn't love the the memoir. You didn't love the book. I I didn't love it. No, I um. I was a bit disappointed by it because I think it's a really interesting concept and a really mm. interesting investigation, um, but I didn't think it was very well written. Okay. And, you know, there's always the aspect of real life isn't as dramatic as fiction. Yeah. And so I think that Spike Lee has taken, you know, dramatic license here yeah. and brought in some elements that... Um, yeah, definitely made it more enjoyable. Nice. But also, you know, lent on the point of the investigation and, yeah. and the 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 crux of the story. Okay. Um. So I think he did a really good job because I think there was a danger you could have wanted to stay too close to the truth. Okay. And and therefore, I think in some way potentially damage your overall message because it's just not that interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it was very, very watchable, very interesting, mm -hmm. um, very well done, L some really good actors, um, and, yeah, very enjoyable. Mm. I enjoyed the dramatic elements that were brought in. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Who's your MVP? Your most valuable player in this particular film? Um, I believe it's the same as yours. Oh, really? Adam Driver. Interesting. I thought you might have gone for Spike Lee or the, the writers who would be the oh, ones yeah. that. Oh, kind yeah. Of I forgot. I was thinking it had to be a, an actor. It doesn't have to be an actor, babe. doesn't have oh, to be an actor. Well, then, yes. I would give it to whoever, if it was Spike Lee or whoever it was that adapted the script. Uh, it was written by Lee, um, along with Charlie Washtel, David Rabinowitz, a Hindu guy, I imagine, and Kevin Wilmot. Then it's those guys. Those me. four. Yeah, because I think f adaption is is the is the important 
important word there. Yeah. Like you need to adapt something for the medium. Yeah. And we talk about this a lot. And I think that that, this is a great example of saying, you know what, if we did that, that story, a film of that story exactly as is, it wouldn't be that interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's a really important, interesting story. Mm. So let's just take the core elements and, and make them more interesting for a film. Nice. So, yeah, I think it would be them for sure. Perfect. Yeah, like you say, it's something that we talk about quite a lot of the idea that something that works, you know, and I imagine it must have worked for, for some, I mean, you didn't necessarily love it, but I assume it must have worked for a lot of people in terms of the book. Yeah. In terms of the explanation things. And so, you know, I feel like there's a lot of instances where you don't necessarily need as much action in a book because mm. you can delve much deeper into the kind of psychology of something yeah um and detail yeah. yeah and so yeah something that works in a book isn't necessarily going to work in a film so well done them for yeah. for kind of uh dialing up the drama yeah nice but i was right in that your mvp was adam big adam driver absolutely you just love his clumsy face don't you i, I love his big clumsy face his uh fa cup ears his uh his prominent roman nose his uh shaggy hair that is you know a necessity because of the aforementioned ear situation um and i just yeah i i think that everything he does he do, he he doesn't seem like he's acting mm, everything he does just yeah very natural very believable um and he just kind of yeah draws you in I just think he's really good. And I think in this film, he, yeah, he, he kind of stole it almost to a fault. Although uh-huh. we might get to that later. I'm sure Stop. we will. Stop reading over my shoulder, young lady. I'm just having pay, a little look. Could you pay attention to me when I'm talking to you? Why would I do that? What did you think of um, John David Washington? John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington. I believe so. Um, I th- yeah, I thought he was very good. I thought he was very good. I thought he um, was very personable. He kind of drew you in. Um, it was very easy to kind of root for him. Yeah, I just don't think he had as much to do, as much kind of heavy lifting in terms of the... Because it, it it's a, a film where the drama doesn't necessarily come as much from the the main protagonist's kind of flaws and faults and more from the kind of difficult situation that they find themselves. Yeah. Um, and he did that. Yeah, he did that very well. Mm. Um, a very engaging presence, and I imagine with a, um, you know, a, a different role, he could do amazing things. Yeah. And can I just say, very possibly, the most perfect Afro I have ever seen. Really? I th- It was like... It was like a kind of just sculpt. It was almost CG, just perfectly sculpted. The angles on it, and you know that he was acting often alongside Laura Harrier, who had a wonderful afro yeah, as well, yeah. a terrific afro, yeah. real kind of Pam Greer style afro. Yeah. But her, you know, hers had that kind of uh, slight raggediness at the edges um, that uh, that I would expect. You know, yeah. But but old uh, JDW, as I'll call him from now on, it was you could set your watch by that haircut. It was it was a thing of beauty. Um, so yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, I, I, th- there there weren't really any um, weak chains in no. the acting department. I thought no. everyone did their did their jobs very well. Yeah. Even the racists, boo. Mm. <sighs> thought Topher Grace was very good. As yeah. old, uh, David Duke and that kind of benign yeah uh evil yeah which i think was what what it needs because yeah. he you know as the film points out he's the one that kind of before trump <laughs> was the one who kind of made was the kind of um yeah kind of smiling face of yeah. racism yeah. like hey i'm not a bad guy i'm just blah blah, blah. you know you can see a lot of people being kind of drawn in by that yeah like you don't have to be you the know, reasonable racist. Yeah, you don't have to be spitting fire. Yeah. Um, all over people in order to be a racist, you can just be a nice, you know, and wear a very nice uh, suit. Very nice suit. And then people will think you're respectable. Yeah. How can you be racist? Look at them lapels. 
you know. Anything else that you want to talk about in the uh, spoiler-free section? No, I don't think so. Then let's pop it into fifth gear, baby girl. I don't know. Um, let's, uh, if you are leaving us at this point and you're going to rush off and go and see uh, Black Klansman, which I think you should, um, then thank you very much for listening. If you have already seen Black Klansman and you're going to stick with us to the spoiler-filled section, um, then you just uh, have only have got mere seconds to wait um, for that to happen. Let's just have a jingle uh, right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy. If you listen any further without watching the movie, it's spoilers! Terrific jingle. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It gets better every time I listen to it. Um, so, we are now in the thicket, in the weeds, in the undergrowth of the spoiler-filled section uh, we'll be spoiling everything from the opening seconds to the final seconds and everything in between. Uh, so if you haven't seen Black Klansman or you care at all um, what happens in it, um, then stop listening now. But if you have, uh, we will, of course, be using our patented 5.6 outcome rating system to deal uh, with the nitty and indeed the gritty of Black Klansman. Tiffany B. Gives a point, will you? Gives a point. I've only got a little bit of money left to last me till the end of the week. I just want a point, don't I? Um, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think... uh, Where to start? Where to start with a film such as these? Um, I think I'll just dive right in. Please do, please, honestly. I think I'll just dive right in. No um, airs and graces needed here, baby girl. Um, I think that the the greatest positive of this film is just the presentation of racism. Okay. I thought that this did a really good job of balancing the ridiculousness and the uh-huh. obscenity of racism, um, and that you know how it how it's so easy to laugh at it because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And so clearly wrong mm. and so clearly discriminatory and, you know, just so stupid Yeah. Um, that you kind of have to laugh at it. And I must say, I felt like there were, you know, cathartic moments of this mm. in this film to be able to laugh at people like that, yeah. to sit in a place and laugh at it and yeah. just be like, how crazy is this? Yeah. Because um, you know he it, this did not shy away from from you know racist opinions and presentation no. of racist opinions. It was straight down the line, um, but I thought it did a really good job of 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 uh, balancing that with yeah, isn't it funny? But also, it's not funny at all. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it is ridiculous. Yeah, and it is laughable. And you should laugh at people like that because they're stupid. But it's dangerous and it has serious, problematic consequences. And um, I think this film did a really good job of balancing that, of being like, yeah, it's okay to laugh at these people, but take them seriously. Yeah. Because they're dangerous. Yeah. And I thought it did a really good job of that with the implications around Trump and Mm. um, just David Duke in general, like we were kind of hinting at before, of like, well, he's wearing a suit and he's reasonable and Mm. he's polite and he, you know, whatever, he's dialing it down. Mm. Like, no, I'm not racist. I just think people should be separated. And, you know, what's Mm. wrong with that? I don't think black people are worse. I just think they're different. Mm. You know, that kind of, let's just, you know... uh, I don't know what, glaze over the truth. It's easy to agree with the top level of my Exactly, yeah. It's only Um, when you scratch below the surface that you're like, like, oh, right. Yeah, you realise that there's a... Yeah, and that's it. I think it's that dangerous kind of undertone of it all. Mm. It's all funny and silly, and why would you even take someone this stupid serious? Yeah. Well, because there are consequences. Yeah. Because those people get power or influence or Mm. just, you know live in the world with other people mm. and can be dangerous to, to you know societies at a more mac and the world at a more macro level but just individuals at a more you know um micro level or day-to-day level mm. 
Um, so I thought it did a really, really good job of that, of like not going too hard with super serious, oh my God, this is really serious, racism is the worst. Yeah. Um, finding lighter moments where, you know, everybody laughed in the cinema, but, you yeah. know, on the screen as well. Um, and then some instances where I laughed and other people didn't laugh. So I think yeah. maybe I... Well, I there are, I think there are sometimes, especially in America, Yeah. Um, people just don't feel comfortable yeah. with laughing at it because it's mm. like, I don't know, it's difficult. I, yeah. think, I think there's a difficult relationship with race and, a, and a, such a level of discomfort with it. Mm. That it's like I can't even let myself laugh at this. Yeah, it's like a kind of elephant. For fear of someone might think that I'm racist, yeah. or that might think that I don't, I don't take it as seriously as I should. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely yeah over here, more so than than, well, more so than London. I think yeah. that's that's always yeah, the kind of caveat that we yeah. have to say. We're all. We're we say the UK, oh, but hey, that's the UK's not really true. Blah, blah, blah. If you go to the Shetlands or to, you know, well, even just kind not of, London, <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's not not the same. But um, yeah, it it feels like an elephant that's in a lot of rooms a lot oh, of the yeah. time. Yeah, just like oh, wait, but, but should I? Mm, How do I talk maybe, about this? Yeah. Do I talk about it? Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So there, were, yeah, there were a few instances that I. Yeah, had laugh. a chuckle and nobody else chuckled. And I'm like, oh, am I just me? Put some kind of register, for... probably, maybe. Yeah, so I just thought that it did a really good job of that, and it, it didn't shy away from it, which I feel mm. like you have to. And there were a few moments, especially towards the beginning, where it was a bit flinchy. Mm. You know, people say things, you're like, oh god, that's awful. Um, but I think, I think it, you know, this isn't a film that should, and it is. It wasn't a film that shied away from just going straight down the line of mm. like people talk like this mm. people think like this yeah isn't that ridiculous mm. and like i say isn't it funny but also isn't it dangerous yeah and i think it's because this is one of my points as well um absurdity slash awfulness of racism um in kind of filmic terms i suppose there there, there could be criticisms i think of this film where the tone kind of shifts quite quickly. Yeah. But I think that is part and parcel of of dealing with racism. Yeah. Because like you say, they are the two sides of the coin of like somebody saying something like any time any one of the racist people mentioned Jewish people, having to kind of almost like, uh, you know, uh, the novel oh, push, uh, 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 what's it based on the novel push by sapphire it had to be this little kind of postscript of like because they killed jesus they you didn't know? say it that many times they, i feel like they, they said, said it. it a couple of times but you thought it was hilarious when they found out that adam driver's jewish like i can't believe this jewish like nudging his friend i mean they killed jesus you know? <laughs> oh it did make me chuckle um but yeah, that that kind of flip flopping of like these are ridiculous people. Yeah. Oh, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? Oh, they've got guns now. This is scary. Yeah. Now this is like a it's a it's a legitimate threat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I think that was that was really good because I think that is yeah that is one of the hallmarks of of racism that it yeah. is both silly and dangerous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that, I, I agree with you on that point. Yeah, and I thought that that was embodied in that Felix character although he had a you know an always a a kind of simmering evil to him um but he just seems ridiculous like a lunatic yeah and just like I don't know the kind of person that you're like I'm pretty sure nobody respects you and your wife is just kind of scared of you yeah and that's why you're partially why you're such a dick yeah um but yeah, like you put a gun in that man's hand, and you're not laughing anymore. Yeah. Like yeah, and I felt like he was the, you know, David Duke as well and others, mm. but um, he was the one where I was like, yeah, that shows you, that kind of yeah, you can laugh at idiots. Yeah. But don't underestimate them. It's they quite they did quite a good job with the the kind of three at least the three kind of ones that you first meet of the this particular chapter of the KKK in having the almost kind of the three different like genres of 
racist because mm. with the main guy you had that kind of David like he didn't seem mental. Oh, He's like Ken. Ken. Is it Ken? Ken guy with the like the kind of pedophile glasses. Yeah. Like he, you know, seemed fairly reasonable. You know, as you innocuous, know, crazy, yeah. friendly, ra- friendly, and that kind of Dukean yeah. kind of racist. And then you had Felix, who was more of the yeah, it's kind of scary, just angry at the yeah, world. Like, oh, fucking. Yeah. And then you had the other one, who's just the kind of the buffoon, yeah. the kind of yeah. idiot. Like you, it's Redneck impossible type. to take him seriously. Like yeah, when um, you're pretty sure he's, you know, mentally challenged. He's got some yeah. level of yeah, um, which is you know, I'm sure targeted a lot by these kind of creeps um yeah so i think it yeah it did a good job of the the you know portraying the different the different sides of racism yeah shall we move on we spent a long time on that point Back although to you, it was babe. a large it was point. both of our points as well um okay so i think i will go with a bit more light-hearted one for this i really liked the music i thought that it had this really cool kind of like um, 70s cop show uh-huh. feel to it yeah. which I thought was really I don't know just it had a really nice mood to, to it yeah and nice little kind of interludes as somebody's like driving somewhere or getting in and mm. out of the car or walking or whatever and I just felt like yeah I don't know I, I just thought it really set the mood as this mm. kind of like cop show thing mm. of like this is an investigation yeah like we should remember that's the point of the story yeah um and yeah i just thought it was really cool yeah different something i don't you know i recognize it yeah felt like i was like yeah i've heard that kind of thing before but not for a while Mm. and it didn't feel out of place it didn't feel outdated it felt cool yeah yeah that was one of my points as well um just copying me so much maybe you're copying me then um hats off to terence blanchard Mm. Um, who did the music for it. He was an American jazz trumpeter, composer, music educator. So well done him. Um, but yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it definitely had that kind of shaft kind of feel to it. Yeah. Of, you know, these kind of cool detective guys. Yeah. Who are like, you know, getting the bad guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there were several parts where it just really let the music... Yeah, play. maybe that's what it was, yeah. That you really, ha- like, had some time to mm. breathe and listen to it. Yeah, like that, the, aside from the end, the end I thought was really good when the car blows up and everything's yeah. kicking off and it's all in slow motion and that really, the music came to the fore there. But then also earlier on, just after all the um, KKK guys leave that shooting range mm. and then Ron... Has like oh, a kind of yeah. long walk up, and then it, you turn and you see what they were, you see yeah. the targets they're shooting at. But that lasted for ages. Yeah, and that was no, there was no dialogue, no whatever. It's no. just him walking up. So it's like there's not even that much going on. Yeah, and so it's almost like it's almost asking you to listen to the music. Yeah, it's not saying oh this is something that's accompanying whatever. Yeah, it's saying well this is just a guy walking along. So just have a little listen to yeah. the music. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, yeah, I, I agree. I thought the music was, um, yeah, really good, really different, really set the tone, set the yeah. era. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was real good. Good. Real, real good. Terence Blanchard. Hats off to Thumbs you, up. Daddy O. Um. Okay. Then I will move along. Um. I also <laughs> thought uh, that. I kind of touched on this in the spoiler-free part, but that I I thought that the the screenwriters did a really good job of like uh, creating some kind of dramatic ending, a you know a kind of what's the word? Kind of like denouement. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> no, like you know, yeah, like a, a conclusion that everything's building up to. Yeah. And, you know, there's consequences and there's, I don't know, like tension and it's all, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, And so I really like that part. But I think there were other key parts that were brought in that weren't in the book. I think Um, that, yeah. So this will be, I think, interesting. um, So what what is what was added to the film that was not present in the um, the book? So, well, in the book, uh, 
Ron speaks to Ken mainly. Okay. He does also speak to David Duke, actually. But those other characters, Felix and the other mouth breather guy. Um, <laughs> he was a mouth He was yeah. a real... <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um, they weren't really... There wasn't really... There was no other KKK man that was talked to or really highlighted. So, they, you know, he met with groups of them. Yeah. But he only ever really talked in the book about... Ken, okay. not any other particular yeah. individuals. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. So Felix is made up. Felix and the other Fat guy. Guy's made up. Yeah. Um, uh, and therefore Felix's wife and that whole yeah. part, that wasn't in there. Um, his, Patrice, his love interest. Yeah. There were, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was some love, like kind of girl at the beginning and mm-hmm. in, in that kind of... Um, Stokely Carmichael yeah. meeting that he, you know, took a fancy to, but it wasn't really... Just kind of a... Just like... Just for the purposes of that yeah. meeting. Yeah. Okay. Just like, yeah. Met some interesting people kind of thing. And yeah. like maybe one notable woman. Um, but yeah, I thought that was good as well, bringing her in because it showed that was a really, really interesting way of showing the differences, you know, of like... Ron having to kind of balance his being a black man with being yeah. a policeman. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, trying to do good, but then also feeling like, well, maybe am I betraying my people or am yeah. I doing the wrong thing? Am I part of the problem? Kind of that kind of wrestling with that. I and showing that the kind of good. the different uh the different ways of enacting change. Yeah. They have that of conversation of, of like, like He's obviously trying to do it from within the system. Yeah. And she's trying to do it by kind of attacking Breaking the system. The system. And, yeah. 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 And so I thought that that was good because it brought up those elements. Yeah. Um, what else wasn't in there? You said um, the bomb Well, wasn't the bomb, there. yeah. The overall kind of big yeah, plot conclusion. Um, yeah, that wasn't in there. Did the, would, was David Duke present for his like swearing in or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so there was the part where he took a photo with David Duke, like it quickly yeah. put his arm around him yeah. without him without his kind of permission. That was real. Is that real? Yeah. So that photo exists. Yeah. Was well, I don't know if he said it doesn't exist now because oh, it was like shame. you know the policeman told them they you need to get rid of the files we need to. Ah uh, shit. Yeah, but he. Which I didn't really understand. No. They didn't really give much of a reason why yeah, they I'm had to sure. do that. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that part was real. So it was, there was a lot of things that were real, but there were some key points, yeah. like key. And if you think about the film without those people, I think it would have been a, a, a lesser film, for sure, or without those plot points. Yeah, it's just the infiltration um, and then it just stops. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Kind of, yeah. And really, the the height of the drama in the book is like the photo with David Duke. Okay. So yeah. you know, but that's real life. For yeah. You. Um. And so yeah, I think that that it was really a really good adaptation. Mm. Somebody a great example of someone taking source material, not being too hampered to it. Yeah. But being, um, you know, responsible enough to to get across the key messages yeah. and the key feeling behind the book yeah, and just bring it to life in a different way. Nice. Um, so I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah, really like that. Yeah, and not an easy task to do and so and, and a task that's often done poorly, I think. Yeah. When they're too kind of slavishly devoted to, yeah. the, you know, the original source material. Yeah. For fear of, like, you know, upsetting Ooh, people or upsetting original fans yeah. or, you know, not... I don't know what not being brave enough to just take your own license and be like, this yeah. is my story. This yeah. is my version. Yeah. This is not the original. Which, I, yeah, I've never understood that because, you know, being a comic book fan, of course, it's something that comes up quite a lot. Yeah. Of people like, oh my God, I can't believe they blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I've never understood it because it's like, it, I mean, yes, I can appreciate it's probably a bit frustrating. Yeah. But ultimately, that thing that you love is still present. Like, yeah. and it hasn't been like if you love the book yeah. and you think that they tarted it up with all this, all these bombs and love interests and Hollywooded it up a lot, then it's like, well, don't watch the film, just read the book again. Yeah. Because that's still there. Yeah. That's still in 100%. That's it's your same. version that you like. Exactly, yeah. The film yeah. doesn't affect that. They're separate entities. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So well done that. Well done uh, the writers for yeah. um, 
conferring upon it some uh, some drama. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my next point will be uh, the tension. I think they they built tension really nicely. Um, I think with it being a kind of comedy drama, yeah. Um, I feel like the tension could have been ratcheted up more. Yeah. But as with any um, uh, any kind of infiltration or somebody pretending to be someone else, there's always that inherent yeah. Thing oh yeah, there were lots of moments that you kind like of that. forget about. I yeah. think f- for a lot of it, and then they just like someone. Yeah. There's a little comment or a little something. You think, oh. Yeah. And some of the some of the drama, I think, was taken out of it a little bit at the beginning by Adam Driver portraying the policeman as such a good detective like such a good like he was challenged quite a lot in the beginning when he's first infiltrating the group yeah and he just put you know presents him as being pretty unflappable yeah uh which you think like well he's got it covered he's yeah. he's, he's yeah. in control but then there's some bits and obviously then at the end when it's kind of it's all coming out a little bit mm. and the, the guy who makes the bombs recognises him and it's all of it because yeah. they're all you know they're in the belly of the beast at that oh, point yeah. it's just a whole room full of um, full of KKKers or whatever they uh, whatever they call themselves um, arseholes I believe is arseholes. the term yes yeah. yes yes yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah but I, I thought that the tension was built up nicely and they you know they didn't go to it all the time but when they did I thought it was um, yeah, yeah very effective uh, body clenchingly yeah um, uh, tense yeah yeah I think that's true and it, yeah like you say it's inherent in that kind of Ooh, yeah they're gonna realise who he is yeah type of thing um, but yeah there were a few moments where you're like oh no yeah oh no oh, and you, even though you know like it's fine yeah it's gonna be fine yeah you're still like oh no please <laughs> Get out, get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do think that, do you? Just get out, just get out, just get out. Go, 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 go. It go. does amaze me. Like, you do think in not just this example, but lots of different, you know, undercover police things. Yeah. I just wouldn't have the bottle. Be like, <laughs> oh, no, they know who I am. Yeah. I'm out, I'm out, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving, that's it. I'm never going back, I can't do it. Yeah, you've got to have, got to have those brass balls to, yeah. uh, to be infiltrating a hate group such as them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, so tension. Tension. Okay, I'm going to go with a negative then. What? Yeah, and it's only a little one. Uh-oh. Um, I felt, and it's difficult because I don't think it was universally negative, but I thought in parts it was a little long. Okay. I thought there were some parts that just didn't seem to, like, move as fast. Yeah. Um, I think it was, like, towards the latter part yeah um where there's kind of like talks with david duke and then is he gonna meet with him and is he not and like i don't know i felt like there were times when it should have been faster and it wasn't um whereas i also thought that there were times when it slowed down and that was good yeah you know like there were times where it's like um with the stokely carmichael thing and with the black power kind of meetings they kind of let those run all the way through let's we're just going to do the whole speech yeah we're not gonna like so show reaction and just snippets yeah gonna do the whole thing i thought that was good the whole like baptism type ceremony thing that they did with the kkk juxtaposed with the guy yeah like the lynching exactly yeah i liked that because it's like let's just let this breathe yeah like let this just set with you Mm. for a minute um and so i thought that was good but i thought what what you also need to do if you're doing that kind of thing is speed up other parts where it's yeah. like action and it's less consequential yeah and i didn't feel like it did that okay. so towards the end i felt like it was just it was, it was not it was it lost its pace a little bit yeah because it's uh yeah so it's two hours 15 long yeah i just think it you know it would have only been like two hours would have been an, like yeah. perfect yeah just a few moments Slice a little of bit like this can get moved mm. like a lot of them like i say there were areas where it's like yes this is important like mm. just let it breathe yeah but other parts like come on then let's yeah. just get we, through this we know what we're doing here yeah we know what's happening yeah 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 because it's because two hours 15 isn't long f- for a lot of 
book adaptations. No, that's they true. tend to that's head true. on the longer side of things. But from the yeah. sounds of it, it there wasn't there wasn't, wasn't a lot of overburdened material. with yeah in the in, events yeah that had to be put in yeah no it wasn't. Um, yeah yeah I can get on board with that I can get on board with that Thank a little you. long a little yeah. long um, should I go for I'll go for a negative as well then but my negative is kind of a positive for another area but it's um, uh, that it I think it was largely focused on the wrong person or well, not the wrong person mm. but I think more focus should have gone to the white man <laughs> shocker <laughs> I just think that and this I mean, this may <laughs> just be an excuse for me to wax lyrical about Adam Driver again but probably is probs probs um, but I, I don't think it was necessarily his performance although I think it was very good um but just his character had a lot more, um, more of a kind of a journey, more of an arc. Um, Did he? Ron didn't. I don't feel that Ron had much of an arc because there were the there were the points where it's like, like you say, am I, you know, betraying my people by by you know aligning myself with this you know group of policemen yeah. who have you know historically done terrible things. Yeah. And will continue to do terrible things for, yeah. you know, 50 years afterwards. Um, that's interesting. Um, you know, am I wasting my time by trying to change the system from inside and yeah. not from outside? Um, oh, you know, David Duke's not a, you know, not a threat because, you know, America would never, you know, oh, elect yeah. somebody who was like that to blah, blah, blah. Am I just being naive? I thought those bits were interesting, but I feel like they, they didn't really affect his character. Mm. a huge amount he he wasn't i don't see necessarily how much he was changed yeah. from going through those things okay i think he had a mission he knew what he wanted to do to expose the kkk as yeah um uh you know an awful hateful the racist group. group they are yeah. yeah um and you know there were there were kind of struggles within that but ultimately his he was kind of set on his course yeah. right from the start and he knew what he wanted to achieve and then ultimately he achieved it. Mm. Um, whereas Adam Driver, you have, the, yes, he's a policeman and so obviously he's kind of pitching in the, in the right direction, but he has the change from I'm going to protect this guy that I know is racist because he's a policeman and we're a family. We've got to stick together to, at the end, being part of the sting operation that catches him. Yeah. So there's that change. Yeah. Um, there's that great, amazing moment it was I think my favourite moment of the whole thing when he's looking at the card yeah and he gets his kind of you know membership card into it and he's talking about you know I never really thought of myself as Jewish it was just a thing that I was and I didn't have to and now it's all I think about and I'm you know having to justify it and having to whatever yeah. um and so I thought that was really interesting the idea of of you know that it it doesn't just take um, you know, yes, there's people who are like, hey, everyone, people are racist and this is terrible. Mm. And there's people who are like, ah, fucking, you know, racist shouldn't mix and ah, I'm racist and isn't this terrible. But there's this big chunk of people in the middle mm. who are like, oh, it's fine, isn't it? It's, I mean, it, there's bad eggs, but it's, it's generally fine. Mm. And then for him having to go through that thing of realising that actually it's kind of not fine. Yeah. And there, re there are really big problems in this. And, yeah. you know, he's just, been kind of dragged into it by being a you know a white guy who could pass for yeah you know for ron um and then he's having to kind of question things a lot and i found that really kind of compelling um and so i yeah i mm. thought that um i think I'd, i wanted to see more of that mm. um yeah and the i thought his his character was more interesting than mm. ron's I think I I agree with you to some extent, but I disagree that um, he he should have been the main character of the film. I think yeah. that that would be kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, like frankly, not like there wasn't a there's not enough material there to put, have him be the 
the lead. Yeah. I know what you mean in the sense that he did have this struggle that you don't really see Ron have. Mm. He is very much like on a mission. Yeah. And he feel he seems to at least aside from some kind of conversations, which is like why I liked the Patrice bit. Yeah. Um, seems to just know what he wants to do and off he goes. Yeah. Um, but I think the story is about, you know, a black man's kind of crusade. Yeah. An investigation. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think that that part with Adam Driver and that character was really, really interesting. Yeah. Maybe there could have been more time on that. Um, but, I don't. I think to switch it would have been to switch the essence of the story. Yeah. And so I just don't think it would have been right. Yeah. And I think that partially why you probably find that most interesting is because you are probably in that bucket or have been in that yeah. bucket, and so you know it's speaking to yeah. you. Yeah. Maybe. Whereas, yeah. Um, you know, the I think that I'm sure that a lot of black people would watch it and be like. You know, Ron is speaking to me. Who's yeah. who, he's who I feel I'm like, or yeah. Patrice, or Stokely Carmichael, yeah. or whoever. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Adam Driver did a really good job, and that was a really good, interesting, insightful moment. Yeah. But I don't think it would have carried a film. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe that's not the. Yeah, maybe that is a ridiculous thing to say. But I just, yeah, I, I, I thought that his, yeah, his journey was. Yeah, I guess, yeah, spoke to me more. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen more of that. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Okay. Um, my final point then is a positive. Um, and it kind of is similar to what we were just talking about, but it's, it, I really liked um, the use of the past to talk about the present. Yeah. I really thought, and that was prevalent throughout um, the kind of, yeah, like you mentioned, like, well, you know, police are racist, but thank God we're over that. Oh, no, wait, they're still racist. Oh, you know. Yeah. But there's black power movements to, you know, counteract the white power. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, it does. And, like, all of that kind of, you mm. know, or the, you know, David Duke trying to get into political office. Like, yeah. well, that would never happen. Oh, yeah. no, wait. It has. Yeah. Like, all of that kind of stuff, I thought... I thought it was really powerful because mm. it shows, A, these problems have been going on for such a long time. Yeah. And with arguing the same arguments and talking about the same things, like you say, 50 years after mm. this point, when, you know, you look back in history and you look back at those people at that time and they probably felt like, you know, enough is enough. Mm we're going to change the system or we're going to change things. And it just mm. hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that was much more powerful than just saying we need to change things. Things aren't good. You yeah. know, I thought it was a really, really good way to, to rally people, to get people thinking. Yeah. This is like, it felt like it did feel like a call to, enough is enough yeah. is enough type of thing um but i thought it did it really effectively because it wasn't just um yeah it wasn't just well this is bad isn't it this is really bad we should change things mm. it was like look at the parallels between then and now and look at the time between then and now yeah and look at what we thought then and what we think now and i i don't know i think it it, it for me made it seem like a more of an impatient call to action yeah. Like, really? Still? Mm. Um, yeah, and I thought that it also, in a part, as part of that, I thought it was such a good film for getting people thinking, and the part I was going to bring up was what you said about Adam Driver as well, mm. of, like, um, you know, there was there was the, the um, black power meetings and the... Um, or just the black... What were they called? The Black Student Union meeting yeah um the, and they had that guy yeah talking about the lynchings and all that awfulness and um yeah there was all these kind of different groups of people and different people wrestling with different different things different schools of thought and um i thought it was good that it, it also yeah kind of tackled the white school of thought yeah because to me the adam driver person represented um, 
not I slightly disagree with you not like well it's fine isn't it it's mostly yeah. fine I think what he represented was it doesn't affect me yeah it's that thing of like you know I said to you the other day you know first they came for the Christians yeah. but I wasn't Christian so I didn't say anything yeah and then they came for the Jews and I didn't say anything <clears throat> you know I think that that moment is Adam Driver's character realizing these people mm. are just I don't know, are going after different sections of people and it doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. Today it's black people, tomorrow it'll be Jews or today it's also Jews. The next day it'll be Muslims. The next, You know? Yeah. And that kind of realisation that, do you know what? This does impact me. I should care. Not just because I'm Jewish. Yeah. Because he, it seems like he doesn't really identify as mm. Jewish massively. Although he, fit, you know, is maybe mm. questioning that. Um, but just in general... Um, like that he's realizing I should care about this. Yeah. I do have skin in the game yeah. to use the term that Ron uses. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so for me I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. Because it I felt like it was a little moment of Spike Lee turning to the audience and being like, This is your problem. Yeah. This isn't just Ron's problem. Yeah. This is a problem for society. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I thought that was really good. And then the ending of bringing that kind of really starkly like now I'm not going to just pretend I'm using the past to talk yeah. about the present. I'm actually just going to talk about the present. Yeah. I just thought it was really powerful yeah. and terrifying yeah. and awful, but just like a real kind of punch in the gut to yeah. send you off. So I thought that was really, yeah, really kind of powerful moment of yeah. like, this isn't over. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's my last point as well. Um with the the ending of the film. Um the ending of the narrative film being kind I mean aside from having to kind of cover up that oh, you know, all your good work is going to go to nothing. Yeah, which was yeah. Which came kind of came out of nowhere and wasn't explained massively. Yeah. Um it kind of ended perfectly of like the the investigation's a success, they foil the bombing. Bombing actually kills some yeah, KKK I know. people. I feel like so that was like, a little bit brushed over. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, your husband's dead. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Um, and, you know, uh, and then the pol- the racist policeman gets done oh, in yeah, as well. Caught, yeah. On the undercover sting thing. And everyone comes together and everyone's sharing a beer and everything's, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And then it's like, hi, Trump's here. And there's all of these yeah. assholes in, you know, uh, Carolina marching yeah. with their little tiki torches and driving fucking cars oh, into that's people. horrible. Ugh. As, as if to say, like, yeah, like, this doesn't really matter. Yeah. Which is a, which is a real a gut punch. It's kind of, uh, win the battle, but... Yeah, this thing that you were kind of celebrating. The war still rages on. It's like, it, yeah, it doesn't matter, like, because this is still happening. So there's no, like, it, these little kind of victories clearly haven't been enough yeah well yeah i mean i guess it's like we should celebrate our victories but we shouldn't become what's the word you know um blind to our yeah to the wider yeah conflict exactly yeah it felt it felt like yeah let's have this moment Mm. let's celebrate and let's laugh and let's feel like we've achieved something but Yeah. yeah like you say but ultimately there's still a war going on. Yeah. And there's still... It hasn't solved the problem at its core. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it was just, Yeah, it was a very powerful ending. And it was an ending that... And again, this might be part of the, part of the uh, point of it, that I had... I hadn't seen any of that footage. Yeah. Um, because I just awful. didn't want to. Yeah. And then this is like saying, no, 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 you don't get the choice anymore. You... Yeah, you can't turn away from this. Yeah. This is real life and this is happening. Yeah. In the country that you live in right yeah. now. So, so you're you going to watch it, it on a big screen yeah. and feel how awful this is. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it did a really good, really good job with that. And yeah. in that kind of, yeah, Spike Lee, I think, way of like, I don't give a shit, you're going to watch it. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Which I think is good. Yeah. I think you have to face these kind of demons. Yeah head on and it's not pretty and you no. can't water it down yeah so 
Yeah. Wow. What a uh, sobering finish to a flick there. I know. But, I mean, that was the point of the film, I think. Yeah. And so, to me, it's like, that was a successful film. That was a good... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. In the words of Michael Scott, if I can get them depressed, I'll have done my job. Exactly. Um, so what did you give it? Was it a four for you? It was a four for me. It was a four for me as well. I think it would have been probably a four and a half had we been the type of people who would allow such things. But since we're not, it's we're not. a four. Absolutely not, no. Um, wonderful, lovely. So um, that was our spoiler-filled review of Black Klansman by Spike Lee. Tiffany B. Yeah. What did we learn? We learned that in 2018, if you put a film in Spike Lee's hands that talks about racism, and that he's going to hit you over the head yeah. with yeah. what the fuck he wants to say about it. Yeah, that's he a very good point. shy away from it. He is not interested in grey areas. Yeah. He is like, this is what I think. Yeah. And fuck you if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Spike Lee thrives in times of um, racial disharmony. Yeah. Um, you know, some of his uh, biggest films when he kind of came onto the scene in the kind of early 90s, kind of L.A. riots and yeah. Rodney King and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, when, when you know, the, the, the topic of racism comes into the, uh, comes into the headlines... It's uh, it's like spinach. It's like too. spinach for Spike Lee. He yeah. just kind of gets empowered by it. It's like, Has gonna... that anger? Yeah. That that kind of directness. Yeah. That kind of political fuck you-ness Yeah. That you need in times like these, I think. Spike Lee is the movie making Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Like if you make him angry, you're just going to make him stronger. Yeah. You'll <laughs> just keep on getting stronger and stronger until you listen, white America. Cheers. Cheers.